Hola y bienvenidos al Medical Spanish Premium Podcast. Soy la doctora Molly Martin. In this podcast, we are going to review the key phrases, vocabulary, and grammar points from the follow-up interview with Anja's abuela, Doña Tere Rivas. You'll have the opportunity to interpret from Spanish into English and from English into Spanish. The show notes include the English translation of the entire dialogue, so you can follow along as you listen. ¿Listos? ¡Empecemos! So to begin the interview, Ángel asked Doña Tere how she has felt since the last time he interviewed her about her diabetes. ¿Cómo se ha sentido después de la última vez que la entrevisté sobre la diabetes? Pues, se puede decir que igual. Here, Doña Tere uses igual as an adverb to describe how she is feeling. How would you interpret igual? The same. She has felt the same. Now interpret her whole answer into English. Pues, se puede decir que igual. Well, you could say the same. So here she used the impersonal say to make a general statement. Pues, ¿se puede decir que igual? Well, you could say the same. You could also interpret this as, one could say the same. Okay. Uh, la vez pasada hablamos sobre su vista. ¿Cómo está su vista ahora? Mm, está un poco más... Veo un poco más borroso. Ok, porque, entonces. Porque mi ojo no quedó bien. Entonces, el que me operaron. Ok, entonces está dañada. Sí. Perfecto. What word did Angel use for vision or eyesight? Vista. La vista. Interpret the following into English. La vez pasada hablamos sobre su vista. ¿Cómo está su vista ahora? The last time we talked about your eyesight. How is your eyesight now? Now try interpreting that back into Spanish. The last time we spoke about your eyesight. How is your eyesight now? La vez pasada hablamos sobre su vista. ¿Cómo está su vista ahora? So here, Angel uses a very useful phrase. La vez pasada, the last time. Also, note how he uses estar rather than ser to ask about the present state of her vision. Try that one again. The last time we talked about your eyesight. How is your vision now? La vez pasada hablamos sobre su vista. ¿Cómo está su vista ahora? So here, Ángel uses the possessive article su rather than tu 
as he's addressing his grandmother with respect, using usted. What word did Doña Tere use to say blurry? Borroso. This comes from the word borrar, to erase. And you would use borrosa to describe a feminine noun, as in, mi vista está borrosa. But here, Doña Tere uses the masculine form borroso as an adverb to describe how she sees. Interpret her answer into English. Veo un poco más borroso. Literally, I see a little more blurry. A more natural interpretation would be, my vision is a little more blurry. So now interpret her answer back into Spanish. My vision is a little more blurry. Veo un poco más borroso. Now how would you interpret what Doña Tere says next? Porque mi ojo no quedó bien. Literally, because my eye was not left well, or my eye did not turn out well. I think a better interpretation would be because my eye no longer sees well, or some variation of that. Now using quedar, interpret her answer back into Spanish. Because my eye no longer sees well. Porque mi ojo no quedó bien. And then she clarifies by saying the one that was operated on. Entonces. El que me operaron. El que me operaron. This is an example of using the third person plural, operaron, with an indirect pronoun, me, to express the passive act of undergoing a medical procedure. El que me operaron can be interpreted as the one they operated on or the one that was operated on. El que me operaron. Now, referring to one of your legs, una pierna, how would you say, the one that was operated on still hurts? Aún me duele la que me operaron. Or, todavía me duele la que me operaron, or me sigue doliendo la que me operaron. You could also place the subject before the verb, la que me operaron, me sigue doliendo. And as you can see, there are many ways to express the concept that something is still occurring. Returning to the interview, Doña Tere just told Ángel que ve un poco más porroso porque el ojo que le operaron no quedó bien 
And Angel asks, Okay, entonces está dañada. So this question was a little confusing because Doña Tere had just said su ojo no quedó bien and then Angel asks, ¿Está dañada? So I thought he was referring to Doña Tere, but he certainly was not. He was referring to su vista. Está dañada su vista. Is your vision damaged? So dañado or dañada means damaged or injured. But when referring to a person, dañado or dañada can take on a whole different meaning. Do you remember how to interpret the following question in Mexican slang? ¿Estás dañado? Are you nuts? Of course, this has the potential to offend, so I'd be very careful with using this one. Now back to the interview. ¿Puede salir de la casa sin problema o necesita asistencia para ir de compras o ir a la calle en general? Sí, puedo ir sola. Puedo, puedo ir sola, pero con cuidado porque me da miedo que me vaya a caer. Now there are two questions here that Ángel asked his grandmother that are important to know when talking to someone who is older and becoming more frail. First, interpret the following into English. ¿Puede salir de la casa sin problema o necesita asistencia para ir de compras o ir a la calle en general? Can you leave the house without a problem or do you need assistance to go shopping or to go out in general? So here, I interpreted ir a la calle as to go out. Now interpret into Spanish, can you leave the house without a problem? ¿Puede salir de la casa sin problema? In the next question, how did Ángel say to go shopping. Ir de compras. Interpret, or do you need assistance to go shopping? O necesita asistencia para ir de compras. Or do you need assistance to go shopping or to go out in general? O necesita asistencia para ir de compras o ir a la calle en general? So that last part was ir a la calle en general which I think is best interpreted as to go out in general. Now, how would you interpret Doña Tere's answer? Sí, puedo ir sola. Puedo, puedo ir sola, pero con cuidado porque me da miedo que me vaya a caer. 
Yes, I can go alone. I can go alone, but carefully, because I'm afraid I'm going to fall. So how did Doña Tere say carefully? Con cuidado. Interpret, I can go alone, but carefully. Puedo ir sola, pero con cuidado. Puedo ir sola, pero con cuidado. And of course, if you were a man, you would say, Puedo ir solo. Do you remember how Doña Tere said, I'm afraid? Me da miedo. Literally, it gives me fear. And she followed this with the subjunctive as she is expressing an emotional reaction. Interpret, I'm afraid that I am going to fall. Me da miedo que me vaya a caer. Me da miedo que me vaya a caer. So you'll notice she used the reflexive verb caerse. She could have also said, Me da miedo que vaya a caerme. There's a very subtle difference between the use of caer and caerse. The use of the reflexive form simply emphasizes that the fall would be accidental. Unexpected. Y esto es todo por hoy. But I'll be back soon to review the rest of the interview with Ángel's abuela, Doña Tere Rivas. If you have any feedback about how these premium podcasts are structured, send me an email at molly at medicalspanishpodcast.com. And if you would like some extra help with this lesson, Angel offers one-on-one -on -one classes over Skype. You can set these up through his website at www.spanishprn.com. Hasta la próxima!